0: Well hello boys and girls sports fans and assorted waves and strays it's Den here from Diginomica and today I have my government hat on. So what have we got for you? Thinking about the social impact. This week the cabinet office that's in the UK for those who don't know announced a welcome shake-up to public sector procurement where it said that it will seek to introduce social impact as a measure when signing deals with suppliers. A positive social impact could include things such as using SMEs as part of your supply chain the safety of supply chain, to reduce the risk of modern slavery, encouraging firms to employ people from diverse backgrounds and a focus on environmental sustainability. The public sector has huge buying power, spending around about £49 billion a year with external organisations, and has the ability to shift the needle in the right direction on these issues. It's been a long time coming, and some suppliers have been calling for this for years, particularly UK SMEs, that can't compete with the large US vendors on price and feel the government should take other factors into consideration. We're all for it, as we don't believe cost-based procurement leads to effective results anyway. The Cabinet Office has launched a 12-week consultation on how social impact could be included as part of the contract award process. You can provide your feedback, and we will give a link to where that can happen, Okay. The Bank of England needs to modernise as soon as possible For the first time ever, the National Audit Office and the Public Accounts Committee has been allowed to examine the operations of the Bank of England. And let's just say the results weren't pretty. Despite the fact that the bank has two major projects underway to modernise its central services and improve efficiencies, it also lacks a clear vision, and its technology costs are 33.6% more expensive than central government benchmarks. And those aren't great in the first place. What's also concerning is that it has a plan to consolidate IT systems and move data centres, but is looking at a 15-year return on investment. No cloudy future for the BOE then. The Public Accounts Committee also found that staff had violated the bank's own procurement policy up to 200 times in one year for purchases over £25,000. If it can't force compliance on its own staff, how seriously should others take the bank's enforcement action? We've seen this before elsewhere, and the evidence suggests the Bank of England has a tough road ahead. It's been slow to modernise, and its current modernization plans feel more 90s than 2019. We're going to watch this one with interest. Government gets tough on digital competition. Two stories emerged this week which indicate that the government is set to take stronger action against the big West Coast technology companies such as Facebook and Google. First up, the House of Lords Communications Select Committee... ...recommended that a new digital regulator be established, the Digital Authority, to take tougher action. The committee outlined 10 guiding principles that should govern the Digital Authority... ...which have a strong focus on protecting individuals using digital services. Essentially, the committee argues that self-regulation by online platforms is clearly failing. Secondly, the Treasury released a major report into unlocking digital competition which calls for updating competition rules to reflect the evolving digital landscape. It recommends giving regulators more powers to tackle, for example, bullying tactics by market leaders, and to block mergers likely to reduce future competition. How much influence the UK could have over US companies and their operations remains to be seen, however. And the government has also been warned by industry stakeholders that bad regulations are sometimes worse than monopolistic activities. However, what's clear is that change is needed. Users need more control and protections need to be put in place. Right, now look, just speaking for myself, very quickly, excuse me, <coughs> very quickly, there is a tension here. The, the leading companies like Google and Facebook actually would like regulation because why? It makes it harder for people to jump the fence. The barriers to entry start to get higher. And given their virtually unlimited resources, that plays directly to to what they want to see. So regulators are going to have to tread a very, very fine line here indeed. And as for thinking that they're going to be able to take control over the the massive um, US firms, well, I can't see it personally. But there we go. Anyway, it's not all about us. Well, we like to think that we have a a good handle on what's going on. There's plenty of good stuff out there. So one of the things that Derek stumbled across uh, on um, on a tech journalist Facebook group this week, unsurprisingly, being moaned about. (laughs) Uh, However, I think this is a brilliant idea. Meet Q, a genderless voice, to end gender bias in voice assistants. It's no coincidence that most AI assistants come with a female voice, as standard and I think most of us will agree that it's unnecessary. Take a look. It's an interesting project. You know what? I, I never thought about it those terms. Uh, okay. Elsewhere, Derek spotted two jobs being advertised by NHS Digital that I thought may be of interest. NHS Digital is looking for two heads of information analysis, one focused on data science and the other focused on BI and visual analytics. With the progress being made on the NHS technology strategy... The creation of its new central digital function NHSX looks set like to be an interesting place to work over the coming years. Well, maybe he's right. Anyway, until the next time, this is Dan. Have a great one.